Ali grew up in the Islamic Republic of Iran, following all the rules of Islam, desperately wanting to earn Allah's favor. Some family members had come to know Jesus, but Ali wasn't sure what he really thought about that. So he prayed. So I said, Jesus, Messiah, I don't know you, and I don't accept you the way that they're explaining you who you are, but if you really died for me, I want to see you tonight. And I uh, went to sleep and I had a dream. Jesus never promised his followers an easy path. In fact, he told his disciples that the world would hate them. He sent them out as sheep among wolves. Jesus' words came true in the life of the apostles, and they're still coming true today in the lives of his followers around the world. Join host Todd Nettleton as we hear their inspiring stories and learn how we can help right now on The Voice of the Martyrs Radio Network. Do you ever wonder if God still shows his power through miraculous signs? Today's story is going to encourage you. God is still at work. He is still showing his power and calling people to himself. Today on The Voice of the Martyrs Radio, we're going to hear an interview I recorded on the road with a believer in Jesus from the nation of Iran. We're just going to call him Ali for security reasons. In fact, you're not even going to hear Ali's voice. You'll hear the voice of his interpreter to protect his identity as he serves the Lord inside Iran. And this may be a little bit confusing. Usually the interpreter is speaking in the first person as if he is Ali telling the story, but there were a few times where he kind of added some context so that I could understand what I was hearing. And so at that point, he kind of switches to third person to add that context. Hopefully that won't be too confusing for you. Let's get started here on Voice of the Martyrs Radio. Ali, welcome to VOM Radio. Thank you. I praise God for this opportunity to give a little bit of glory to God. How long have you been a follower of Jesus? About 15 years. And before you became a follower of Jesus, were you a devout Muslim or were you a Muslim in name only? My family was very religious in Islam. The Shiite celebration where they uh, are reenacting the sufferings of Hossein, I enjoyed that. During the month of Muharram, that's the Shiite celebration for the sufferings of Ali or Hossein, he tried to really be clean and not sin during that time. I was very interested in the Mehdi, the 12th Imam who's going to return at the end of time. Every Tuesday he went to, it's a special place where the, it's a well. The Iranians believe the 12th Imam is going to come out at the end of time. So you went to that well every single Tuesday? For five years, yeah, I did that regularly. Five years right before I became a believer. Those five years. I lived with my father's side of the family and they were very fanatical Muslims. And my mother was also very, very religious. Mom was so religious that when he became uh, like older, she wouldn't kiss him anymore. Every day, uh, I read from the prayer book regularly. However, my father was an alcoholic, uh, the opposite of my mother. When I got to be 11 or 12, I started drinking alcohol also. 
I continued in drinking alcohol until 15, and then I started using higher narcotics and drugs. That changed me into a very angry person. I cursed a lot. I talked dirty. I didn't have many friends. And I had a big question from God. Oh, Lord, why did all this happen to me and my family? One, one day my mother opened one of the cabinets and my mother saw the drugs that I was going to use in the, in the cabinet. And she fainted. So she developed a kind of sickness that whenever she had stress, she would faint and then her nose and ears would bleed. The doctor said, my mother would be this way till the end of her life and you need to be careful, watch over her. That question that I had from God became more intense, more intense. You know, why is this happening? And, and that's why I went every week to the well of the Mehdi. So sometimes they write a note to the Mehdi and put it in the well, but sometimes I just ask God why. Whenever somebody makes a vow to do something for God through the Mehdi, they carry these very heavy iron bars that are symbols of Ali and Hossein, the Shiite martyrs. So I did that until about, I was 21, until about 21. So the idea is that you are doing this to earn Allah's favor and then he's going to help your mom? Yes. Okay. I have a niece who lives in Holland. She came to visit us in Iran. She was living in Holland. She came and she started sharing the gospel with us about Jesus Christ. Because our family is very uh, scattered all over the world. She said, through Christ, uh, he can make your family close again. Another aunt uh, through her, the one that came and went, the niece. So she brought them all together and prayed for them in, in front of them, okay, and with them. Two days later, my mother was reading the Quran and uh, Jesus uh, came in a vision. Jesus said, I am the true God and this book is a lie. At that moment, my mother repented and, and prayed to, to receive Christ. After my mother became a believer, my father became a believer, believed, trusted Christ. The Lord, uh, uh, through the Word, through, his father read the Word, and through the Word, reading the Word, uh, he became a believer. My father read the, the whole Bible from beginning to end in a, in a week. Wow. And he put his alcohol aside. My father was alcoholic until I was 21, and he was drunk every day. I was the last one to become a believer. My father and my mother before me became believers. I was the last one. So I was wrestling with it for uh, uh, six months. I said, there's no way God can come down to the earth. You know, there's no way of the incarnation. Uh, I told the... Imam the Mehdi, I want to see you because it's too hard to believe in the incarnation because I did a lot of the praying to you. From the bottom of my heart, I, I, I prayed this, that the Mehdi would show himself to me. I was waiting till uh, after midnight to see the, uh, the Mehdi. So I said, Jesus, Messiah, I don't know you and I don't accept you the way that they're 
explaining you who you are. But if you really died for me, I want to see you tonight. Show me something that shows that you're real. I didn't believe this stuff. And I uh, went to sleep and I had a dream. Light started coming through the window and it started getting bigger. But it was an area that the light doesn't, is not there. And so uh, I had a fear, but it was a good kind of fear. It was a, I was amazed. So I went down to the basement and I said, this is impossible, God. God does not uh, incarnate himself or come to the earth. They said, I still can't believe in the incarnation. Uh, one time when I, was, I went down to the basement, a voice came to me and said, go to Tehran. I don't know why, but I listened to that voice and I went to Tehran. So I went to the, uh, with my niece to the Assemblies of God Church there. I fell in love with the, the gospel and I became a believer there. I, I got on my knees and I repented. So after that, I, I quit all the drugs. I went cold turkey and my body didn't even hurt. I was an angry person. I was angry with everyone else. And then so my personality changed and now I, I, I loved people. My whole personality changed completely. So I went back to my home. Grandfather found out what happened that I became a Christian. Then he gathered everybody together to, what are we going to do with this? Because he's the leader of the whole family. You, you have a week, uh, my grandfather told me, to either return to Islam, and if you don't, we're going to take everything and you have to leave. We're going to kick you out. So did your grandfather know that your parents had already come to faith? So his father, the son of his grandfather, said the God that we found and worship is so much better than money or everything. So the God that, we, that has found us is much better than everything we have, all our money and wealth and house and everything. So my grandfather kicked us all out. So the grandfather, my grandfather kicked us all out, me, my mother, my father, and my brother. And he, the grandfather got all our money. He kept it. So we didn't even have money to pay rent for a new place. There was a believer uh, who helped us, gave us uh, enough money to uh, go and find a place to rent. So because his, his grandfather was very important in that little city, it wasn't a big city, nobody would help us. Uh, we were rejected in the community. Several months we were without work because nobody would give us work. They were blacklisted, basically. Mm -hmm. I mean, so we didn't have any uh, income. Praise yeah. God for Jesus, for Christ. He did something really amazing. My, mo my mother said, I'm a woman who's uh, worked for years of preparing the food and feeding my family. So we found a place to rent, and we were able to take some of our uh, things, like cooking, this is what my mother said. I was able to bring rice and some things to cook with. My mother said it's amazing that it's not running out. Uh, it's like uh, the old lady in the story with Elijah. It didn't run out. And so it, my mom kept going, I, 
it's not running out. <laughs> That's amazing. So we started witnessing to people. Our family uh, said, you are uh, unclean, and we're taking all your pictures out of our photo albums. They, yeah, they uh, tore up a lot of their pictures. Uh, they said, you guys are... Um, yeah, yeah, you're unclean. What's the word in Farsi for? Do they call you for infidel? Mortad, yeah, that's the word for apostate. Mortad. This is the Voice of the Martyrs Radio. I'm Todd Nettleton. Today we're hearing from one of our brothers in Christ living inside Iran. For security reasons, we're just calling him Ali. And also for security, we're not even hearing his voice. We're hearing his answers through an interpreter. And just to clarify, sometimes the interpreter is speaking in Ali's voice, and then there's some times where he added some context and added some detail, and he kind of switches to a narrator voice for that. So keep that in mind as we're listening to Ali's story. Ali says when he and his family came to know Christ, they saw God meet their needs in amazing ways. They were so overjoyed, they couldn't wait to tell others this good news. They started sharing their faith in Christ with people that were strangers to them, not their family, but people they had never known before. Praying, God, send your salvation to this city. In the process of like five months, 60 people became believers. Wow. The Iranian secret police government found out what's going on. There was a guy in one of the house churches who was from the government. He went through the process of saying, I'm a believer and I repent and all that, but he was a, he was a spy. Yeah, he was just faking it. A plant. That's the reason why they arrested my father and my brother. I was on a trip that was related to my work. When I returned, my mother explained to me what happened, that uh, my father and my younger brother were arrested. So if you had not been on the trip, would you have been arrested also? Yeah. So from my city, I went and I left, I went to Tehran. From that point, I started doing ministry full-time, 24 hours. One of the ministries that we did was very very secretive we had an appointment for me and my mother to go but i couldn't so another brother went in my place his mother as she was leaving understood that people are following her she had a special black chador where everyone looks the same and you can hide she got on the bus without them knowing the other guy was put in the prison so let me ask you though this is the second time that you were supposed to be somewhere where somebody else got arrested. Did you feel like God was specially protecting you? Yeah, God was specially protecting me. My mother and father started again uh, doing ministry. They help take people to the doctor that need to go to the doctor. People that are living in the street, if they need like a haircut or something like that, they'll pay for them to get a haircut. So then after we do practical ministry like that, now they're starting to do the lessons uh, from the Bible, like start in Genesis. My goal and my desire is to really share the gospel with the Muslims who are really under the control of Islam. 
my desire, my goal is to help anyone uh, in Iran as they're all trapped under the bondage of Islam. A slogan that I have for myself is wherever Islam is, I want to share Christ there. That he's there and I'm going to go tell them about Jesus. Amen. The people of Iran are very broken uh, over God because of what Islam has done, because of what the government has done in the past 40 years or so. They're very disillusioned with Islam and they think that all the bad uh, problems in Iran uh, is God's judgment. Our responsibility is to show them the love of God, the true God of the Bible. And because of that purpose, that goal and purpose that we have, uh, we want to share the gospel. We see a lot of people in the process of the discipleship, and it's pre-evangelism. God does miracles and reveals himself in dreams and visions. You're father has been arrested, your brother has been arrested, your mother has been almost arrested. Do you ever feel fear about the work that you're doing? No. There's a verse in the Word of God that I really like. Even if I give my body to be burned, it's 1 Corinthians 13, uh, if you don't have love, then you're nothing. The biggest love is when you lay your life down for others. I love the people. I want to see people saved. What about when your wife goes out into ministry? Do you have fear for her? No. We had to prepare ourselves for this reality. Even if my wife gets uh, arrested, even if they uh, arrest us and kill us, and even if they rape my wife in prison, because sometimes they do that. And we know we're doing this for the Lord. So we had to think about all that ahead of time. So you said we had to prepare ourselves. How, how do you do that? How do you prepare yourself? Even today in the lesson, it was everywhere where there's lots of suffering, uh, God is able to do more miracles. He's able to bring good out of evil. But one thing I really believe in, this world, I've tasted everything, and it was not pleasurable. It didn't satisfy. There is no pleasure in this world above loving others and sharing Christ and doing something for others. We want to tell American Christians how to pray for you and for the, the workers in Iran. How can we pray for your work and for the workers like you? Iran has a, a heavy spirit of religion. Pray for healing, pray for God to work, to open up the heavens, so to speak, and work in people's hearts, um, free them from re this religious spirit of Islam. Pray that God will bring uh, faithful servants, faithful ministers, that he'll raise up equipped and faithful pastors and leaders. In the, church, in the house churches. Pray for the anointing of the Holy Spirit as we minister to people and reach out to people. You see firsthand the hunger of the Iranian people for something different. Amazingly, yes, very uh, intensely they are. Why do you think that is? Why are they so hungry? Because everything they've knocked on, they didn't get an answer. 
They haven't found the answer yet. There's a lot of Iranians they don't know who Jesus is, but they've seen miracles. The Bible says, Scripture says that uh, the word will not return void. And a lot of these Iranians that we're doing ministry with have seen lots of miracles in the process. They still don't know Jesus yet. They're in that process of they're going to get to it when they get to the New Testament. But they already see that God is at work all around them. They're seeing that the God of the scriptures that they're teaching them about is different than the God of Islam. Yes, they're seeing miracles. How, how are those two gods different, the God of Islam and the God of the Bible? So we tell them when we're teaching from Genesis on, uh, they don't know it's the Bible, it's the scriptures of the Jews and the Christians. They don't know that. But we're telling them the God of, this, of these stories is the true God. They themselves say, wow, this God is different. We say, come and taste and see. And usually from the beginning, God starts doing miracles. When we arrive at the story of Jesus in the New Testament, 70% don't object or don't bite. Some, even before then, say, wow, the God, this is the uh, Jesus Christ. The Iranians who are more religious and more, is more, more Muslim, more committed to Islam, it takes them longer. Usually, it takes them longer to recognize the difference, yeah. But most of the people of Iran are not devout in their Islamic faith. Oh, yeah. The previous generation, yes. The young people, people who are 30 and under, they're not into Islam at all. They're not uh, religious. They're angry at God and Islam, and they're disgusted and disillusioned. The reputation of Islam is very bad, and so they don't like it. In their mind, it's a failed religion. It's a failed religion, yes. What's the greatest challenge for the church in Iran right now? The biggest challenge is that the government is focused and watching the, the churches because they're afraid of the people uh, gathering together. Yeah, I've heard recently, because I've known Iranians for now 27 years, even the high levels of government, they said our biggest challenge is this movement of Christians in the house churches. The biggest threat to the Iranian government is this. It's growing really fast. And the government is scared. I mean, they're afraid. Uh, really uh, intensely, they are afraid. Yeah. If it wasn't for the members of the body that are unseen, the members that are seen wouldn't be able to do anything. We probably won't see each other ever again. Thank you for what you're doing. It's an honor for me to meet you. Brother Ali has been telling us about the power of the gospel that transformed his family and has the potential to transform the entire nation of Iran. Please pray that God will continue to draw people into his kingdom in Iran, just as he saved Ali and his family. To protect Ali's security, what we heard was the voice of his interpreter, not Ali's own voice. 
This is the Voice of the Martyrs Radio. If you're not familiar with our program, I hope you'll check out our archives. You can hear several programs giving voice to believers around the world who are facing persecution. And we've had several guests living and ministering inside Iran. You can hear every episode at our website, vomradio.net. Again, that's vomradio.net. Jesus called his disciples to lay down everything for the sake of the gospel. We heard that heart expressed in Ali's story as his family lost all their income and their savings as a result of following Christ. Our guest next week exemplifies this as well. She had to lay down her own family as they sacrificed their lives to tell others about Jesus. We're going to hear that amazing story next week as we approach the Day of the Christian Martyr coming up on June 29th. Be sure to join us next week right here on The Voice of the Martyrs Radio Network.